Welcome back, brothers, to the 801st Legion Podcast, a Star Wars Legion Podcast. Without further ado, let's get things rolling. Punch it, Kyle. Hello there. You must learn Dark side what you have course is a pathway to many abilities. Wait, red, red, Some green, or red, green, red. I know. She got what you'll do. Sorry about the mess. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. General Let's rearrange some architecture. Is it possible to learn this power? I thank you for your hospitality. Twice the pride, double the four. Impressive. I'll show you the dark side. <laughs> we are back! How's it going, Kyle? We're freaking freaking frack back, my guy. Yo! <laughs> Good, Dude, man. oh my gosh, it's been a crazy week, and I'm just super pumped to be back. Like, I say that every week, but it's it's true. This is, like, a highlight of my oh, week every week. Dude, it feels good to be back. Like, I've had all these ideas in my head, and now oh, I yes. can just spitball all over the place. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like, we'll, we'll text each other, especially me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm up at 3 a.m. Like, hey, I got this really cool idea for a list. I'd love to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it's, like, I'll get a response when I'm asleep and you're awake early in the morning for your work. I'm up at like 5 a.m. I'm like, what the heck is Kyle doing to me all night long? <laughs> and then I'm not responding to like 2 a or 2 p.m. when I wake up to go dude, to work. Uh, do you want me to be completely honest? <laughs> I've started putting my phone on airplane mode while I sleep because I'm like, because <laughs> like all that long my phone just ping, ping, oh, ping. Man. Now I'm gonna be super self-conscious about <laughs> I'm this. Just I'm just kidding. It's totally fine. You know, we all have those moments where you just can't sleep at night. You're, <laughs> I hear that. Too. Uh, it's me every night. My my work and sleep schedule is out of whack. <laughs> oh, I, there's no. got to be. I mean, to give you guys at home a little bit of uh, to give it's a little bit of uh, things a gauge here. Um, we're recording this at 11 11 p.m. Make Wolf. a wish. <laughs> Make a wish. Hey. I wish Clone Commandos come this year. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, and me both. Yeah. Let's get Maul on the table. Yeah. yeah Anakin. Ahsoka. Anyway, so <laughs> for some context, we're yeah we're we're recording this at 11 p.m. We're not probably going to get finished recording till like 12:30, maybe 1 a.m. We'll see. We'll see. So that's the thing. It's like we and I, and I live thirty minutes away from our recording location. So does Matt, and so it's not going to be till like two a.m. till we get to, to go to sleep. But it's dedication. It's it, dedication. It is, and honestly, like I wouldn't put it any other way. Yeah, love doing it. But uh, yeah, I guess um, it was a crazy week. Crazy uh, week. Any news or in- yeah, intel? Yeah. So let's just get into that intel briefing, my guys. Uh, last week's podcast was by far the most successful. In the podcast history, so holy crap, mad lads, thank you, (laughs) mad brothers, we we thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, both on YouTube and like, let's just say, let's just focus on YouTube for one second. Uh, the views are better than any any other video, the like ratio is better than any other video, uh, or podcast, whatever you want to call it, every other episode. Um, our subscriber count jumped up, uh, by almost double. And, I mean, yeah, we're still a smaller podcast, so, like, growing at all is, I mean, going to be huge. But to, to double that subscriber count is pretty great in one week's time. It's wild. And, honestly, we love you guys. I, yeah. I think the Discord is my favorite place oh, right yeah. now. Dude, I feel like we're having people join every day. Yeah. It's so fun. We're getting to the point where there's memes everywhere. I can't keep track of what's going on. I go to the bathroom at work. I don't get great service at work. So when I go to the bathroom, it's, like, the one place in the entire building I can get service. Yeah. And my phone just goes... 
Bing, 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 and all these messages. Ugh, Kyle's going. <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, and then it. we had a gentleman from Texas come into the Discord. It's like, whoa, people outside of the 801, holla. Yo. <laughs> we're bigger than just Utah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the nation's <laughs> we're number kidding. one podcast. Oh, psych. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, That's great. No, and then so outside of YouTube as well, we jumped up so many listens on other platforms as well. Like, I feel like we're finally getting tractions. Or traction on other other podcasts platforms, and that was one of the things I was most worried about. Is because I I have no experience marketing with other podcast platforms at all. Uh, the service Anchor has really helped me understand like what to do and like where the analytics can be, where they're at now, what to do next. Uh, but yeah, overall, just a huge thank you cool guys. Stuff. Uh, yeah, just quick reminder, just remember just that like, subscribe, share. For everything, yeah. but um, we yeah, wouldn't say it unless it mattered. It. You know, if just you if you didn't hear it. us last week, only reason we're going to continually say the like, comment, subscribe is because interaction means everything on these platforms. So it really does help us grow and help get the word out there about this amazing game we all love. That it does. Uh, moving on to the next part of Intel briefing, we have the Clone Wars weekly cast coming this Friday. Uh, because Clone Wars season it's seven, baby. <laughs> Clone Wars. I mean, if you couldn't tell by now, we're pretty big Clone Wars fans. Yes, we're pretty big Clone Wars fans. Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, they really. You haven't seen it. You just mentioned this earlier, but you you haven't seen the new clip uh, from the Bad Batch. No, uh, and they just dropped that today. They they dropped that today. Let me tell you. The animation and art is absolutely astounding. Really? I did not know they, they could kick it up. They, they were at an 11 in season 4, 5, and 6, I feel like. We're at like a 20, you know? Like way past any sort of bar or threshold they've set for themselves before. It's interesting because I know a lot of people didn't like the Rebels style because it felt too cartoony. Mm-hmm. But I did think the movements were more fluid. So yeah. I wonder, is it kind of like they kept the fluidity of the Rebels but maybe amped up the animation? Yeah, I think they really just wanted to go all in. And they knew Clone Wars Season 7 was something that everyone wanted. And so they took their time, made it right, no rush. It also helps that they're premiering on Disney Plus and not on a third like, not through a, a oh, network. Oh, okay. Granted, yes, it's on the Disney Channel, so they have control over it in the end anyway. But without the Disney Channel on TV being in control, there's less, uh, I, at least from my perspective, I would think there's less uh, things to go against you. Okay. Less time constraints. You don't have to worry about your airtime. You just put it up when it's ready. Even if you're working at the 11th hour, you know, like, you're just getting it done. And it's when it's ready, it's like ready. Like you're working at your own time. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, and, I, and they've already pushed it back a week. I don't know if that had to do with anything. Um because it was originally planned for like the 14th, I believe. Oh, I think so. I think it was like yeah. The th- yeah, something like that. So they pushed it back a week. I don't know if that was just like, oh, yeah, we don't want to release this on Valentine's Day or something. I don't know. But I mean, from all of us lonely hearts out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ahsoka, will you be my Valentine oh, in 20 oh years? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not even going to go there. We're not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Gosh. Of course. Of, but yeah. of course. But we also have something else big going this week. Yes. Well. Big this week. We got a tournament. What? <laughs> Hit that buzzer beater. Riff <laughs> <laughs> Kobe. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we got a tournament here at Demolition Games in Salt Lake. So if you are in the area, please stop by. We got a bunch of people coming already. The more the merrier. Swiss-style format. It's going to be a, a great time. Um Matt, do you have anything you'd like to say oh, about that? Oh, I just think – just come show up, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. So it's Kyle and I are hosting um, – with the fact that we have so many people coming, we're pretty sure because like it's the kind of thing we we, we pretty much have confirmed like twelve mm-hmm. people with like another twenty 
that are like interested but haven't given us hard confirmed dates. Yeah. So we're we're expecting even more people, and even then, like we have more people every yeah. single day. So it's gonna be pretty big. Uh, if you guys haven't seen, check the Discord, check the Twitter, check the Instagram. Kyle has made these incredible trophies. Uh, spoiler alert: they're, they're Mandalorian trophies. They're so cool, dude. But they're yeah, made, but they're the best awesome. part is they're made to be like terrain pieces. So yeah. like, it's tall enough that if you want, you can put it in the center of your board, walk around it, use it, whatever you want. Uh, we've got a gold, a silver, a bronze one. They look great. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, they got their they got the Mandalorian with ba- little baby Yoda. They got the child in the bassinet right next to him. And I, I'm really impressed with the figure itself. We, we didn't make the figure. We or, we ordered it from Etsy from a gentleman who was actually really appreciative that we bought three of them because I guess you don't get that many orders at once. Yeah, so, uh, Etsy, man. Hard yeah. Too, yeah. So he, he messaged me back. He's like, oh, I'd love to see what you're doing with these because I've never seen anyone buy more than one. And so I messaged him. He's like, "Oh man, that's awesome! Like, let me know how, what what people think and like what I need to send him a picture now that we have it all done because I just sent it to him like mid uh, paint job." Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe so, maybe we'll have to share the link. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'll share the yeah. link for him. Yeah. Give give him a little bit of a shout out on the Discord. So yeah, if you're not on the Discord, make sure you're you're on there. Link is in the description for sure. Um, but yeah, so the tournament. Uh, if you are planning on coming or if you're interested in coming, we just have a couple things to bring to your attention. Um, make sure you have. A br- you bring a printed list. Not super crucial. If you forget it at home, it won't be the end of the world, but we it helps us save a lot of time getting your list into our system to get the Swiss generator going. I ran through all the numbers and everything today and how that's going to work. I'm good to go with the Swiss generator. We're using Tabletop TO. You don't necessarily need a Tabletop TO account because I can just put you in as a, a new person. You don't need an account, but if you have an account, it, it makes it just that much more yeah. easier. Is it okay if people bring, like, lists from apps or even, like, emailing you lists? Um, yeah, so that's a good question. So I have no issue with emailing me the list as long as it's from the same source. I will require everyone to have a Tabletop Admiral list printed. That way it's all standardized because we I don't know what that, what that one app on that one phone. Oh, to make sure the points are right. Yeah, because I'd hate for – the last thing I'd want – and that's why we have a whole hour for registration because, one, people are going to be late. That uh, that always happens, unfortunately. Um, but, two, like if we need to have a little bit of time to be like, okay, work, rework your list before you get started because that's not going to be your full point value or that's too much because you didn't read the reprints because we are going off of the competitive printing. We're going off competitive points. So we're talking like huge reductions on – Heavy vehicles. We're talking huge reductions on upgrades and stuff. Snipers are going to cost you a little more. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we the last thing we want is any sort of confusion. So, if you're listening to this, just make sure you bring a tabletop admiral um, printed out sheet. I, w- I posted this on the Facebook page for the event through Demolition Games and through Utah Legion. Um, and I'm sorry if you guys are listening to this and you're in another state. Um, you can come if you want. <laughs> in fact, that would be huge. Yeah. That would be so cool. But, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. But uh, this is mostly for the locals, and that's why it's in the Intel briefing. Uh, and we're just going to crank through the last pieces of information here. Uh, 9 a.m. check-in, 10 a.m. start time. So that's why I said, like, we ha- we want to make sure we get that done efficiently. Uh, and then each game will be 120 minutes. It's the standard time that the FFG presents us with the, with the tournament formats. 15-minute breaks in between each round. So you'll have a uh, 120-minute game. 15-minute break, 120-minute game. Then we're going to take a 30 to 45-minute lunch, depending on the the crowd. Come back for finals. Yeah. And, and, yeah, then come back for the final round. If there happens to be a tie in any way, shape, or form, or if I feel like the points are too close for between, like, first, second, or third, or whatever, to determine a true 
uh, winner. Like, it, like I'll be honest with you. Like, if it's like one victory point over another one, I might want to do a, 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 a tiebreaker okay. just because it's a Swiss, and so not everyone is playing each other. So if those two people are really just wanting to duke it out and maybe make a personal bet, like double or nothing, like, hey. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not a guaranteed thing, but that's just a, a thought, you know. But that's like uh, last case scenario, maybe there will be a fourth round. But for sure, playing on the first two rounds, lunch, third round. Sounds good. Uh, but, yeah, anything else for Intel Briefing, Matt? I think we're good. Okay, moving on to Games of the Week. The Games of the Week. Games of the Week. Games of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Games of the Week, Matt. You had a couple games. I had a couple games. We all had great games. Tell me about your oh games. Oh, my gosh. So, I, actually, this is probably one of my favorite weeks of games in a while because I kept talking about Dooku and Grievous, man. Dooku <laughs> and Grievous. And so, after watching the live stream, I immediately was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's pop them back out. Oh. Let's get my boys out. So, I ran double the fall this week. Let's break down uh, very standard double the fall. Just like Dooku with force reflexes, choke, push. Mm-hmm. Aggressive tactics. Grievous with aggressive tactics, tenacity, uh, his pistol, the Annihilator mm-hmm. pistol. Um, and then 6B1s, one of them had, they all had the heavy gunner. Two of them had an extra trooper, two of them had HQ uplinks, two of them were just naked. Okay. Heavy, well, I say naked, but they had the heavy gunner. And uh, great list, absolutely loved it. Uh, played five games, lost one, one four. Okay. Which is really good. That's like an 80%. That's... What'd you lose to? Okay, but <laughs> all right. So lost to Kyle, but I also beat you Kyle. You also beat me. Bad. <laughs> you beat me twice. twice. No, yeah. yeah, it was a great so, couple of games. I don't want to say that, but I just wanted to. It was it was a, it was, it was a really intense game. A yeah. lot of fun. But um, We'll come back to the, that in a minute, though. Tell me about the some other games, though. Yeah, so a lot of fun. Um, Ended up playing... The cool thing about playing the droids so much this week is I played the droids against the Empire, droids against Rebels, and droids against Gar. So, which is really fun. So I got to run the whole gambit of everybody to play against, kind of see how they matched up with. And um, it was interesting because I feel like with most of the matchups, they were slightly unfavorable to me. Really? Because I was with you, well, with the Empire, completely outranged. Just Mm -hmm. getting shot at range four really quickly. (sighs) That's going to be a pain. Yeah. Super pain, especially. especially when you can't defend against you that. You can't do anything about it. You enjoy it. You just, uh, you just lean over. <laughs> also, you just bend over a little bit. Which is Take little... that, Clankus. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> I hate to see it. Oh, but, um, yeah, that's, t- that's a funny thing you say that because, like, there was a point during my games, each game, where I was just like, you know what? I don't give a rat's what happens to the B1s. Like, they're going to die. I just got to make sure Dooku and Grievous can do their thing. Yeah. Uh, and the, the thing that was interesting, I want to talk, I do kind of want to mention a game against Empire Builder uh-huh. because he had Dewbacks. Dewbacks. I think you played. I played the same list. We played the same night. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we swapped. And um, we both had things to talk about the Dewbacks. Yeah. So we'll, talk, we'll save it until later, but I do want to talk about the game against. The Rebels. Oh, the Rebels. The yes. Rebels. Because they had ATRT with a flamethrower and the Tons with uh, comms jammers. So, comms jammer, okay. And Sabine. Sabine. With her bombs and then Han Solo. And so I think Han Solo is the one thing that I was like, okay, maybe this is a little bit of a difference for the yeah. list. Not Maybe it's the one thing that I don't have to worry about because he's got range two yeah. on his gun. And then Gunslinger. And with Gunslinger. And I will admit this. The nice thing about droids is that I don't. they don't care about Pierce. Yeah. 
Because they were going to die anyway. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay, cool. You pierced droids. Like, they, they were dead anyway. Congratulations. You hit a, <laughs> a still target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and same thing with, like, orbital bombardment and maximum firepower. I'm like, great. Like, yeah. don't really give a rat. Yeah. But, I, um, if I were to do – you speak of orbital bombardment, like – I would rather get my first two shots off at the chance of getting, like, Dooku and, Dooku and Grievous. Grievous. Like, even if I don't, like, it's going to matter more in the long run for the risk. It's a risk and reward thing, sure. Well, it's cool, too, is you can get those early, like, one damage on yeah. them. I love Dooku, but six health sometimes does not seem like a lot. Yeah. Well, it's true because, like, your list, de- double the fall depends on those two guys doing what they do, you know? And if they can't do what they do, then it's it's a bad – you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. If you find yourself going downhill <laughs> too fast, you're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad yeah. time. No, I think Han is a super interesting list for – or choice for that list, especially with Sabine. You don't see that combination too no. much. No, and Which is good. Like, I like that this player is experimenting. It was interesting because I feel like the whole list was just working fantastic. Yeah. But was in, what was interesting was the Han has his command cards do a little bit of a some shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Like Dooku's do. So it got me kind of thinking like he oh, pretty much has the same thing. Dooku same does. things Dooku does. Like you can't do that. Ah, uh, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So I kind of exactly. So I kind of ended up relying on. Um, yeah, I kind of been relying on Dooku's cunning to get oh, me Okay, yeah, that. yeah. Except Han has a zero pip, so whatever. Did it work for you? Like, did you get that put it, in your face at all? Actually, once, but it was interesting because a lot. The way it worked out is, um, we ended up deploying very close, playing key positions on one corner. Of the okay, one side. So we didn't even go on the other side. So that which I love is the droids because yeah. I can keep them real close, walk them and up. Last turn, you're like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, great. I have six units here. Yeah. Have fun. I just have to pick you off. Uh, but I was able to maneuver things in a way that the tauntauns, they were coming down the mm-hmm. middle of the board. Okay. So they're kind of doing a flanking maneuver. But I popped Grievous and Dooku right out. So they're both about range one, range two of Sabine. Okay. And right as she moved her up. And so Sabine, I knew she was going for her bombs. And that was mm-hmm. like, this is where That's I think the game want. changed. Was she, Yeah, because I knew bombs were coming, so I played uh, double the fall. Yeah. So made her car, you know, made her chip go back into mm-hmm. her hand. Kind of made it feel like a waste. But here's the funny thing is that she reached back into the bag after shaking it. Pulled Sabine right no! out again, which is interesting. <laughs> Would have been a sick play on your part. It, it was a sick it play. It was a sick play. Like, it, by all accounts, But the force was definitely against you on that one. <laughs> it was funny because she looked at me. She just goes, I know you put it back in there, but I'm just going to pull it right out. And you know how you can feel the vibes? No. Something inside me was like, she's just going to pull it right out. And I was like, nah. No. And then she reached in and pulled it back out. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was hard. So, but the bombs when they went off, they didn't cause that much damage. No. And so, but with Sabine then being there, um, I was able to do some some shenanigans mm. and get Dooku in there. And Dooku, sorry, not Dooku, Grievous, because she went and then because I played Dooku's pip, I had given it to the droids, so the bag was just Grievous Dooku. So I pulled it out, gave it to Grievous. Grievous rushed up, hit her, basically one shot at her, mm-hmm. and then. You know, with his one pip the next turn. And then when he did his swing, the lightsabers, whatever, his last attack, finished her off. She had one more health. Mm. So got her in one turn. Um, and at that point, the Tons and the ATRT who were coming up were like, well. Right, your face. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, they were literally about to get in there with comms jammers and just break my droids. But suddenly they had to, they had to stop and be like, well, I can't just go for B1s because now I'm getting wrecked by it. Yeah. So they both kind of pulled in. Um, 
What was nice too is Grievous had already taken out the ATRT. He did oh, a yeah. lot of damage, and then the droids lit it. Well, and then Dooku lit it up. So in one turn, you're saying Sabine and the ATRT got <sighs> taken out. So it was like turn. T- I think I remember it was turn two or turn three. The ATRT went, and in the very next, it was like turn two. The ATRT went out. Okay. A lot of lucky hits with some crits and just some bad rolls, and then the next, literally the beginning of the next turn, um, Sabine was gone. Mm. And so at that point, you're looking at Tons, some Rebel Troopers. Vets and Han, yeah. so so it's not bad, but you're down to. Well, Han can't pull that. Uh, see, yeah, I see what yeah. the list was going yeah. for too, because like, did she take the dark saber on Sabine? She did. She did. So oh. she even had impervious, and that was what sucked for her was with the impervious roll. Still, still, Grievous got her. See, I thought the the mindset would have been actually use them both as gunslingers, because Sabine also has gunslinger if she doesn't take the gar- the dark saber. Well, I think she can still use gunslinger. She can still use gunslinger. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. It's then. just in the melee thing. Yeah. Um, I think the hard well, it was just a hard decision. So when the taunts came, basically the taunts had to sweep around. They, they stopped, turned around, swept back uh-huh. to take care of Grievous. And then Grievous, his defensive roles, he blocked everything for the oh. whole turn. So by that point, I it ended Grievous up just being. So much. I love Grievous. <laughs> I know you do. I love him so I know much. you do. I think I like Duke a little bit better. But, yeah. He and performs then, a whole lot differently than when I first saw him on the table. I'll tell you that. He does. And, yeah. um, and so that just kind of like by the very end, we just bum rushed it. Uh, ended up winning by one droid mm-hmm. touching a key position. That's all it counts. doesn't matter if you win by a, right. a, a droid or a, a B1 or a B2. <laughs> a B1 or a B2. It was a B1. A win is a win. No, that's great. It was, um, a, it was a good game. Well, it sounds like it, like towards the end it kind of got closer too. It was because here's the thing. The nice thing with Han is um, there was like this archway that was the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. That was a key position. And there's like steps built into it. Mm-hmm. So Han was able to pop up the arch. Shoot a little bit, get covered too. Nice. And the next turn, he'd shoot and then pop down. Oh. And then so he kept doing this thing, and so I, I couldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just could not kill him. But and I was able to pick him. True, shoot him. He's like, all right, uncanny dude, luck. Okay, <laughs> dude. And the funny thing is, I feel like it shouldn't work. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Which freaking sucks. But it was it was interesting. Um, and that it was a fun game. Yeah. But Dooku, I did want to bring this up, man. So much shenanigans you can do with Dooku, well, especially during another game uh, where I played the Empire, man. Mm. Some of the shenanigans, like you get up there, I think I did this against you too, where you move into scatter range, mm-hmm. lightning them, <sighs> pull, so them out of pull them out of cover, and then you're close enough that you can pull the force push on yeah. them, and so you're into melee suddenly. I did that a couple times with people where it was like, okay, scatter you out of cover, and now you're close enough to pull you into melee or to force push you, and uh, it's just wild. I, I'm really loving it. Or I did his card. Uh, you disappoint me. Oh, yeah. A couple times where you can hit people, do the two-speed maneuver. I did that in the second game for the win where I was able to mm-hmm. do that, push Veers off an objective, win the game. It was, He's got some shenanigans that I absolutely love. Yeah, Grievous – or I mean, sorry, excuse me. Dooku has so many tools in his box that is just insane. Master of the Force 2, so it's like – like, for example, when I play a Kenobi or Operative Luke lately – it's like Master of the Force One. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I, I love untapping this every round. And then it's like, Dooku can do that twice. <laughs> right. What? I love. He's like, all right, this turn I'm gonna force push. He-. I love because you get up there and you can be like, okay, first thing I'm gonna lightning you, it's or just, I'm gonna move. Right? Like if you're in his bubble of range one, oh Dooku gosh. has complete control over you. Like he owns. Good you. night, dude. Like it's it's insane, and I love that. And at first, like like I was saying earlier, like when he was first on the table, I was like. Dooku's kind of dumb. Like well, he doesn't not, have relentless. Yeah, or charge. So it's like, what the heck? Like, yeah, but then you start using him properly. It's like, oh my gosh, 
he sucks like, <laughs> to play against. Yeah. Like he he's really really does suck. Well, I don't know how it is from your side. Like what? It's what horrible. Is, what is tell a, you what, family. What is it like when he's like, okay, Dooku moves here. He does this. He does this, and he. Uh, Gets deflect for free because yep. he has force reflexes. He's going to choke out the heavy gunner here, pull these guys, and then force push these guys. I, it's I'll like, tell it's you wild. It's, it is it's so obnoxious when a dark side user can just be like, yeah, that heavy gun that you spent 46 points on, we're just going to get rid of that. <laughs> it, like, it's so obnoxious. I did that to like a couple um, heavy gunners, and it was just, it's wild. He's like, okay, you've got like, for example, the, the rebel player had like the ion gunner, just, just ion's dead. Okay. Or against you, it was like, oh, you've got your shotgun. Shotgun's dead. All right. So here's the thing, right? I'm not saying that's broken because it's actually a really good ability that I'm okay with letting it be good. What I'm saying, though, is I wouldn't be surprised if they in the future change that how that works. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I feel like there is a timing issue yeah. for a lot of it. Um, well, it's just because like, I will say it is hard to pull off because in our second game, yeah. to try and pull those things off required me putting Dooku in a position that got him dead. Yeah. So I feel like it's more like you have to be the right time, the right place. Well, that's the thing. It comes with experience playing the Separatists. And you have, like, such a huge advantage of playing the Separatists so much while yet nobody else is playing against them. So it's like, oh, yeah, I have all the control here. Like, you have no idea what I'm planning on doing. That is another thing I want to bring up. Dude, in our local area, I see a ton of Empire. Yeah. But um, I feel like I'm the only Separatist player. Yeah. There's maybe one or two other people at other stores, but, yeah. like, I don't see anybody I've seen them brought to, like, a skirmish game, but never a full-point game. And I get it. It's hard, right? They're all, they're definitely a much more, like, finesse faction. Yeah, and I, I've seen... And I, the whole... Both new factions, I see barely any of... And you're right. I see droids less than I see clones, but just the fact that, like, I think people just don't want to give them a chance, you know? There isn't... And it, I think it does help that there's, like, not much more to use with them right well, now. Well, and that kind of goes to our, our games this week. Uh, between you and I, you... You you beat me the first game pretty pretty good too, um, and then the second game we something came up and we had to call yeah, it quits yeah. early and and then that happened so we just and you were gonna win that game like turn one so really, the, that was a wash That's, yeah that was a wash but it's yeah. still like I could tell where that game was gonna go and I wasn't <laughs> gonna win um, but then we then we just were like all right let's we have time let's let's get another game in. And we did turn Flip three. The yeah. scripts, right? Yeah, and a little bit, yeah. But, like, it's also because, one, out of anyone I've seen in our local area, I've played against droids the most, and I've played against you the most. So I know how to, like, and it goes back and forth. You know how to work me, I know how to work you, and it, yeah. we piss each other off with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you just know what's coming and yeah. you know what to do. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's kind of like what you said. Like, you had to put I, – I wanted you to come in a little bit – to try and get Dooku and Grievous into a spot where, you know, I I could take advantage of that. You know, before I was playing Kenobi super aggressively. I'd like, all right, Kenobi, you're pretty much just going to go off and do your own thing. You're going to hunt down their their commander or whatever. It works. Okay. Like, if, if you're playing certain lists, it works. Um, when you're playing someone like Dooku and Grievous, it doesn't work. Because they're both going to come at you, and it's not a good time. It's not a good time at all. Um, so I've learned lately, and you were telling me this when we first started playing clones and droids is like oh man you should consider playing kenobi a little bit more defensively and i have been and it's working great because like okay i'll do his general kenobi surge bomb and then i didn't do it this last game but if i wanted to if i had the opportunity to i should say i could have fire supported and if I, all the surge tokens would have been taken care of because they would have had or That's the dice because it would have i should have done that and made it a little bit easier for myself but i was actually going off of another thing you said you're like oh man i don't know if uh Fire support's worth it. I feel like it's going to go away here. It's like going to be a nifty little thing for a little bit, and then it's not going to be important. 
So I tried to play these last few games with the clones without using it at all. I got to say, I think I'm still going to go back to using it because I still feel like an absolute deletion of a unit is worth it. Especially if, like in our games, I activated you already. So if I was able to out activate you twice over, can I start, the, been... can I start the avalanche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's like the whole thing when you go up against a list like double the fall. Um, you have to be so patient. I lost so many guys before I even laid a like put a dent in you. But once I got Grievous and Dugu down, that's when I was like, oh, okay, I can breathe. And then I still had six core units to deal <laughs> with. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, I will talk about that for a little bit, like because you would t- t- did it. In our game, and, and I want you to talk about your other game, yeah. too. Yeah, I'll get but, back. But um, you did a completely different strategy that time. Yeah. How did that work for you? And what well, happened? It worked well because I like I pulled out the win on that one for sure. But also at the same time, it's like I'm forcing myself to play. I, maybe I mentioned this on our podcast previously, too. I don't think Kenobi is very good for the clones as it stands right now. I don't think he's a good commander to take when you have options like Rex. That's cheaper. You could fit more clone units in there. Um and get more activations, good activations too, especially with uh, Phase 2's coming out with Reliable and getting those search tokens. You may not even need to take Aggressive Tactics because your clones are going to have a search token from a, from Reliable They're already. They're already sharing yeah. surges, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be great. Um, so the point effectiveness is really good with Rex. I do, after playing with him and sticking with him a little bit more, I am starting to see much more utility out of Obi-Wan. Um, I still don't think he is... He's the one you want to take. But I do have – I, I talked to you about this earlier too. I have an idea. Like when Padme comes out, I think he's going to be really good with Padme because his big stick is like, oh, Guardian 3. Why on earth would you want a Guardian away hits that clones have equal chance of blocking as Obi-Wan does? You know? In fact, more of a chance if their clones – other clones have surge tokens. Well, especially you kind of want your clones taking the hits a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just weird. I, I feel like he's going to be better with – Units that have white saves, like uh, Padme coming out, she's going to have white saves. Um, and so that's going to be really nice. And because she has danger sense as well. So, like, if Kenobi Guardians, th- like, say four hits come at Padme, okay? Kenobi Guardians away three. In an ideal situation, he blocks all three. Then what does Padme have? She has one coming at her, but she also has danger sense. So now she has one block to worry about, and she has a really good chance of getting that to go away. One that she's just going to re-roll if she doesn't get it. Right, exactly. So, like, I feel like Kenobi's time is nigh. It's just not here yet. Yeah. It doesn't help that he's already expensive yeah. in, a, in an army that's expensive. Well, he's the same points as the Saber class tank. And the Saber class tank throws Kenobi's dice at range four. So yeah, it's yeah. like, why do I want Kenobi right, right now? And, and it can share tokens. Yeah, and it can share tokens. So it's like, okay, come on. I, and I I just don't know what it is about Kenobi. Like, I want him to work. I've gotten him to work in very hair-string situations, you know, very, like, nail-biting, like, I might lose this kind of situations. But I feel like when I just take Rex and focus more on beefing up my clone units, the game goes much, much better for me with whoever I play. Well, it's like a well-oiled machine yeah. that doesn't... It's like, it's like a super... A supercar yeah. versus, like, a lowrider, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Like, yeah. it's got a gimmick, but I, I have to agree with you on that one. Now, a lot of people might disagree, and I yeah. that's I think that's fine. That's, yeah. They probably have different experiences. Yeah, well, and, and by all means, tell us your ideas in our yeah. Discord or in the comment section here. Like, if you think anywhere. we're wrong or if you have ideas or if you've had different experience, please tell us. Because I, like, I, I, can't, I, don't, know. I, I don't know yeah. how to express this anymore. I want Kenobi to work for me so well. Like, I just, so badly, I mean. I, I want him to work so much. Dude, he's a meme for a yeah. reason. <laughs> and I just, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's going to take. Is it going to take, like, a cheaper core unit? Is it going to take Gungans? Is it going to take Coruscant troopers, guards, or whatever? Is it going to take Anakin to, for synergy or something? Something. <sighs> I, I think you said maybe – we brought this up before. Maybe Cody, but beside the point. But, yeah, how'd your uh, other game go this week then? Because you played Dubex. Yeah, right? so I played the same list you played against, and it was actually another one that I, I feel like if I had focused more on my clones – I would have done better, but Kenobi actually – I don't know. It's hard to say because Kenobi did come in clutch because I played a list that had – that list that we talked about, double do-backs. Um, armor 1 on red saves, pretty scary on a on like on a trooper unit. Um, and so turn 1, he got up in, into my face ready to shoot turn 2, which I found out later he shouldn't have been able to do technically with how he spurred. But I didn't know it. I, oh, I, did he spur without doing suppression on it? Yeah, so like he didn't he didn't get two suppression for the for the for the roll. Oh, honest mistake. I think yeah, I honest mistake. Yeah. I didn't know any better because this is the first time I've honestly. I, I think we played one game where you had the dewbacks, but because I've charged tauntauns at the dewbacks and you charge your dewback at my tauntauns, they cancel each other. So like I didn't. I don't really feel like I've yeah. ever really played against the dewbacks. Well, I, I, I have to admit I have felt a little discouraged uh, to run them just yeah. because I feel like Tons. We'll get to this later, but I feel like they are the better of the two. Well, and that's the thing. It's like it comes back to this ideology that like, oh, it's not the best, so it's not good. No, like stuff that's not the best is still really good. Second place in the Olympics is still better than. Ninety nine point nine percent of the population. You're still second in the world. Like yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, and I think people want to look down on that because like, okay, but what if you're a better player than the person that has tauntauns? You could, you're probably still gonna win. You know, just because their unit has a little bit more utility and effectiveness to it doesn't mean you can't exploit their weaknesses better. I honestly, hot take. I honestly think people just don't give Dubak enough chance. I, I think between its its delay, its reprint issues. Uh, like uh, going I, most of the delay because the, it was supposed to come out at the same time as the Tauntauns. People had more to ha- have had more time with the Tauntauns. Um, I honestly think Dubex are underplayed because I think they're good. I really do. Yeah. Especially what they offer. If you have a Flame Trooper on those and you're getting up into range one, picking limited Viz so you can't get picked off early, that's just pretty good. And we'll come back to like deployment options for those guys later in the episode. But yeah, well, it's interesting because like I, I think we both agree Tauntauns are like objectively yeah. the better of the two. But I found the do back like if you, there was a there was a moment where playing that that guy that he got him, he got him into heavy cover, mm-hmm. but he could still shoot me, mm-hmm. and he was in like ramming distance the next mm-hmm. turn. And do you know how annoying that was with B ones to throw, like, I had a good roll with B ones where yeah. like, I got like six hits, six hits on B ones like that was great. I didn't even have to aim on that. All white dice probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like honestly. Okay, side note, I had this one moment playing Kyle that, like, it was God tier, and I think that was all the luck I'll ever have for my entire life when I hit the bark with the b Oh, yeah, that I, was this, pretty nuts. This unnamed shot at the bark was, like, six hits, killed it, one hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think that'll ever happen again. But, like, it, it was <laughs> annoying to do that against the back and have him be like, okay, heavy cover, take away two. Armor one will cancel that one. So that's three hits gone. Yeah. And then when he rolls two, like, you know, he rolls two blocks. Yeah. Like, feels bad. Um, I will say this though. It, I think you're right. Maybe maybe the unit. I think with the Dubax just needs something to complement it because mm-hmm. I think the Tons really complement the playstyle of the Rebels. I don't know yeah. if the Dubaks are that complement for the Empire playstyle quite yet. Yeah, and I wonder if there's stuff coming out in the future. Maybe we don't know about that. It'll be like, oh, hot dang! Like, 
a dewback would really work well here. Yeah, and that's a very good point because like we have upgrades coming out in this near future that I think uh, like our speculation between us like it may like benefit. Um, I don't know. I, I I think the big problem with the dewbacks is people want to call them slow when they're really not. They're they're really at speed one. They're still moving speed two with their base size. Um, so it's pretty fast. So a speed three a spurring is practically a speed three, if I'm not mistaken. It's a little less. We did the well, math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still really fast for a creature. They're they're just slightly slower than the, the tauntauns, as they should be. They're you know they're heavy. They're bigger boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, red saves armor one. I'll tell you what. Also, um, the armor one on that unit on the on the uh, dewback has made me even more hopeful for the B two battle droids. Because at first I was like, oh, well, that's kind of bad because now everybody that has impact is going to be able to benefit from armor against the B2s. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, not a lot of people are taking impact. Yeah. Like, I would rather, even going up against a, a list, like, if in the ideal situation where I knew where I was going up against and I was building a list to take down heavy units with armor, I would still probably prefer critical because I can get impact through exploiting their firing arcs or whatever. Well, what's nice, too, you brought this up, yeah. critical happens... Before dodge and cover, yeah. Before dodge and cover. Impact takes place after, so I could potentially not even take advantage of impact at all. And that's unfortunate, but that's life too. But that that also, like, is really good for people with armor one, you know? Like, really good. (laughs) Especially with B2s, going to be lower to the ground, taking more advantage of cover. Like, that's going to be really, really good. They're going to be tall like Wookiees, but I think there is a good way to put it off. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, those are are our games this week. Are we missing any, Matt? Anything else you want to talk about our games? No, I just uh, I just thought just bring up the dewbacks. Like, if you guys want to try them, do let us know how they yeah. go. Let us know your experiences. Yeah, please do. Like well, because like I have a list in mind that I want to try. Yeah, I I, uh, um, I, I it's a meme list for sure. Oh. But I, I call it you can run, but you can't hide. Uh, oh, and dewbacks hides. Yeah, because dewbacks oh, have totally. hides. So it involves Iden Versio. So when she comes out, um, it's all about controlling the bounty, right? So it's Iden Versio. Um, and I don't have the list on me right now. Yeah, so Bosk is the is the hunter is the is the body or is the operative, but also Boba. So I'm I'm going in on double bounty pretty much. It's a meme list, I know. A couple bare bones storms. Well, I no, I think it's actually um, shore troopers and mortars to get that suppressiveness going to slow people down. So Bosk can. So the idea is that mortars can slow people down. Uh, Iden can ping them off one at a time, and once that person, like let's say I'm going up against Leia or Han, right, and I bountied both of them. Once those pe- once those units are at one to two health, that's when Bosk and Boba come in to take the bounty, right? Um, and then to bo- to bolster that to fight off core units, I have double dewbacks. Double dewbacks. So you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> it's a meme list, I know, but I want to... I don't even play Empire, but I want to try it. <laughs> we'll have to try and see how it goes. I have no Empire units other than, like, my one Palpatine figure I had just that idea for. You I'm, gotta post a picture of that. I, I will have to post a picture about that. Uh, but yeah, those are our games for the week. Uh, good time plan as always, Matt, with you. We, we'll always... I feel like Matt and I will always have a game to talk about that we played each other. And that's just gonna be a super solid thing with some stability there. Um, overall, good games this week. Uh, I think I'm gonna take Obi Wan. I'm gonna take a break from Obi Wan. I'll give him a chance again uh, after Phase Two clones come out. Give give uh, give him a little bit of a break. Same. I think I'm gonna run the droids at the tournament just just for variety's sake yeah. again, and then I'll probably try some more Empire. Well, that's the thing, dude. Like I I still feel like with how you run your 
I've told you this in private too, but like I feel like with how you run that list too, I'm biased aside. Like I seriously think you have a you're a top contender. Oh, thanks, Just guy. with how you run that list, it's beautiful to see. Well, you flattered me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I we'll love dying to you. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I quit you? Oh, man. <laughs> Ten oh, no. bucks if you can name that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I wish I could quit you, I guess is the real line. Anyways, moving on to the topic of the week. Matt, what is our topic of the week? This is a big topic that you and I have discussed a lot, and we want to talk about kind of what Kyle has termed. What is the term, Kyle? Uh, Legion is an eight-round game. Legion is an eight-round game. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because we're going to talk about, we all know rounds one, two, three, four, five, six. And you've probably heard of round zero, but we also want to talk about what we think is also super important, round seven. Round seven. round. Yeah. And why that's important. But let's start maybe with round zero, start okay. at the beginning. So round zero, uh, I, uh, the devs, we call it round zero. The devs on their stream recently called it turn zero. Either one, Doesn't you can matter. use them interchangeably. Turn matter. zero, round zero, it's the same, right? Turn zero is what happens before the game. What kind of unit are you bringing to the table? What kind of list, what kind of deployment do you want with that unit? How does that fit with your other units? You know how we talked about a couple weeks ago, like the tournament mindset, you know? How how do you want to form your jello around the bag? Yeah, yeah. Like how do you make an effective list? That's all part of, no, no that's not all of it, but that's part of turn zero. Like what, yeah. what are you thinking about before the game gets started? I agree, and it's cool that we talk about this right now, especially going into the tournament we're hosting this this weekend, um, because most games, in fact, I would argue every single game is won in turn zero. Mm-hmm. The way you deploy, which board edge you pick, um, especially the objectives that you're willing to do, or which condition cards you take, really determine the, out, the outcome of the game, and uh, that, that's why I want to talk about this a little bit more. Maybe help you guys get a better start to your games, so you can have a better beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And hopefully win more. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Like, uh, things can happen in turn zero, like like Matt was saying, where 90% of the time, like, you're going to win your games in turn zero. Um, 90% of the time, you'll also make a decision in turn zero that costs you the game, right? It, it goes both ways. Um, for example, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but one of the games Matt and I played this week, something happened in turn zero that like completely just let me just get run over. Um, and so I could p- speak from experience. Like if you let yourself get distracted or not focused in turn zero with how you – I deployed my clones wrong. I, I just had some stuff in like – again, I won't go into too much detail. Just some stuff in the personal life that came up right before we were about to start to play. And it's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, but yeah, so the, like – I made some poor decisions on deployment, um, what side of the board I wanted, um, all that kind of thing. I made poor decisions, and I, I knew bef- before round one was over that, that those decisions cost me the game. Not always will you be able to tell during round turn zero that turn zero cost you the game, right? Like, not all, like it's hard to tell. It's like, well, okay, maybe I can recover from this. Yeah. Usually by turn one or two, you're like, nope. I done screwed up. Well, you know, I think that's an interesting thing, and like, I, I think first, like, I, I think for the first thing you should always do is look at your opponent's yeah. list. First yes, of all. because like, for example, in a couple of the games this week, I, there were times where I'd be playing and be like, "Oh crap!" Like, because you do your Tron, you, yeah. you do your clones as Tron characters, so mm-hmm. you've got like white ones, green yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. red ones, blue ones. But like, I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, what what do those white troopers have on yeah. them? And I found myself with some of those games being like, "Oh crap! What do they have?" Mm-hmm. 
But then there are other times where I was like, okay, like I know what that set of troopers have. Yeah. So I can deploy this character here. Yeah. I think that's the first thing you got to do as well, like because those things are so big. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's a huge missed opportunity, especially, especially in a in a competitive setting, when you don't ask to. You have the right. In fact, it's. Pro, I should say it should be a requirement, but people don't make it a requirement. But you have the right to know you, what list you're facing before you even get started. Before you pick objectives, before you pick anything, you should know what kind of thing you're facing. Because that way you can be like, well, my unit's going to be better at this, so I want to push for this deployment, you know? Exactly. And, like, I, this is, I bring this up because I feel like for some very competitive people, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But I, there are a lot of times that I'm like, hey, do you want to look at my list? And right. people say, nah, I'm good. Yeah, they just and I'm don't like, bother. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I know, I know you know I'm playing droids, so maybe you've seen it before, yeah. so you'll get it. But, like, when I'm playing Empire, it's like, yeah, I'm bringing Shorelines, but Palpatine, man. Like, if you've never yeah. played Palpatine, take take a look. Yeah. You're going to want to know what's happening. And yeah. I always feel bad for people when you pull – I hate to say you pull the trick on them, but you pull the, the, the maneuver on them, I guess is a better way of saying it. And they and they feel caught off guard. Like, don't get caught off guard. Oh, you just mean by, like, an action or a card? Yeah. Like, oh, you okay. should know what those upgrades are. And yeah, no, I totally get it. And I say that because as you're matching things up on, on turn zero, like, when you're looking at each other – um, and you see uh, your, like your opponent place a, like a unit, and you place a unit, you're essentially matching those pieces up like chess pieces, mm-hmm. like saying, this core trooper unit is going to go against that core trooper unit. I know those tons are sweeping around the side, so when I put my set of like IRGs with Palpatine mm-hmm. here on the side, what I'm really trying to do is go to you there yeah. so my IRGs can take care of you. Right. We're trying to create matchups between what I have and what you have. Right. And, and I mean, that's not important. always the case, too, because, like, sometimes you'll want, yeah. you're, you, sometimes you want your opponent to think you're going to do something. Like, or maybe, uh, for example, one of, my best thing, one of my best examples for this would be um, snipers, right? If yeah. your opponent doesn't have snipers, um, it's pretty freaking obvious where you're going to put your snipers. You're going to want the high cover that's in your deployment zone so you can start just being where, being where you want to be. Or if not, you're going to want to go to where you want to be, right? Snipers are super predictable, especially with Rebels and Empire, right? I mean, I guess that's the only people who have. have uh, <laughs> so far. So yeah. far. So uh, far. So snipers are super predictable. I usually start off by deploying those first and then wait for my opponent to deploy some heavy hitters because if they don't have snipers, then they have to start placing things that – aren't as predictable, right? And then I can take advantage of that. Like, oh, they're placing, let's say, Tauntauns over there. All right, well, I'm going to be further away with these guys now because I can do that. Tauntauns can't get up into this purchase easily. Yeah, sure, they have a couple keywords to help them get up, up places, but not as easily as, like, if I was just on the ground, you know? No, and that's just a free activation where... Because we all have, each list has, this is like jumping ahead of everything, but you want to know what your opponent's key pieces are right. when you're looking at their list. Like, like Tons example, you say, okay, crap, they've got two Tons. Where are they going to put them? <clears throat> where are they going to – where they put them is going to be a big determiner of how are they going to run, who are right. they going after. Well, and so, Tons are super sneaky too because, like, you could, again, catch your opponent off guard, deploy them, like, facing one way. And because you can rotate, you can pivot for free, you can just pivot the way you want to go. the exact opposite way. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, um, you, can, you can catch your opponent off guard with this, uh, with this like – Bait, like you yeah. said, you know, I'm baiting my opponent into thinking I'm going to do this. Um, it's kind of what I like to do now that I'm running R2. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, but I've been playing a lot of R2 lately, uh, trying to get his thing to work with his secret mission. Um, I've started to let secret mission just go away and use R2 as a, as a support unit. But my opponent doesn't know that usually. My opponent doesn't know that R2 has suppressive unless they asked. So if I'm suppressing and then Rex does fire support on his card... 
That's it's super good. <laughs> or like even if your opponent thinks, oh crap, now I need to dedicate one of my activations yeah. to go tie up R2D2. It's like, all right, you that just sucks. Yeah, like you just gave your 80 point activation to my 30. So. Yeah, like that's a good trade. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but those are just some important things and like there, there's a lot to talk about. I guess so so number one, check your opponent's list, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, what, what do you think would be point number two, like to win turn zero? Yeah. To to do turn zero. What would you think be the next step? Know what your list is geared for, right? So know, like, if I have X or if I have A, B, and C units, I should be bidding for these deployment conditions. I should be deploying for these objectives. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, if I had a, if I had like a gunline list, what would I want? So if you had a gunline list, oh, so you're asking the wrong person because I don't run gunline. Oh, right. So I'm a gunline so, guy. So Matt, if 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 okay. I were running a gunline, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If you're running a gunline list, what kind of deployment would you want? Oh man, well, first of all, I I would want something where I can spread my guys a little bit, okay, chain my orders, but focus fire on you. Like as a gunline person, I love major offensive. Major offensive I is really good for gunlines. Love yeah. It. Because what it does is it creates a little amphitheater of guns where I'm shooting you at range four. So if you step into the middle of that firing line, not only am I shooting you at range four, I'm shooting you a lot at range four. Um, gun lines also don't really want to play recover the supplies. Why is that? Because a gun line is made to kill you. Yeah. Like, when you went, so playing the game, there's two aspects to the game. There's the victory token or victory points game, mm-hmm. and there's the killing game. Yeah. The killing game is kind of attrition. You don't always, you don't, you either win it off the bat or you like wear each other down at yeah. the end. For for gun lines, I'm I'm probably not going to win the recover the supplies position. I'm just not that mobile. Yeah. Uh, I, but when it comes to intercept, I can slowly work my way up. When it comes to key positions, I can slowly work my way up. I can get there later. And since I'm shooting you a lot, I have more people left at the yeah. end of the game. So definitely, you're looking at, you want to have a deployment. You want to push for deployment, that's good. So you can get your shots in. You want to play for something that's probably more geared towards kill points, like for evaporators is a great one. You do your evaporators, and then you just go to kill points. To be very kill point focused, very long distance focused. I would say long march is also really good. Yeah, well, long and that's the thing. Really long march, for gun lines. breakthrough, uh, maybe not as much, but breakthrough also is more of a denial game. Like if it's you more want, force them to come yeah. to you. Yeah, and that and that's fine. So that way you could again go to points if you want to. I would say nine, and this is gonna this is getting shaken up as we introduce new factions and new units for all factions. But let's just take it back a few months when it was just Empire and Rebels. I would say 90% of Empire or Rebel victories were when they were down points but had more objectives. Empire, with their gun lines, thrives on killing things, like you said, like gun lines. Like, that's their big shtick, They right? suppress the crap out of you, Yeah, too, suppress, yeah. kill, um, and that's why those deployments that you mentioned are so key, those objectives. Now, let's flip the coin, right? I'm playing Tauntauns. I'm playing Rebels with, you know, hyper-mobile units, um, really squishy but also slippery too so like you don't want to get them out in the open um so maybe you're deploying on something more close to uh disarray maybe you want to can you want to break up your opponent's gun line you know maybe that's something you want to consider or have tauntauns coming in at you from the side right like, that's not that's fun. not what you want right and and i i don't see people take disarray a lot but i like that deployment the more i play it because it's like all right uh at least as as rebels, I don't want to play that with clones, like at all. <laughs> as a droid player and empire player, I don't want to play disarray. I right. really don't want to play. Disarray. I feel like rebels benefit more from disarray because yeah, they can have tauntauns or speeders come out from the side, and that's nasty. 
Um, maybe you want to go for the intercept the transmissions because you can get it and run because you're way quicker usually. Um, or, for, or for the recover the supplies. For, or sorry, yeah, recover the supplies. Thank you. Um, uh, conditions, uh, limited viz, I think is a good one. Uh, like auto include if you're rebels. You don't want to get pinged, a guaranteed hit off from a sniper from far away, turn one. That feels bad, man. That feels way bad. It feels way bad. And also it's like really as an empire player, right? You're or actually no, this is good for both players. Limited viz like if let's okay, let's let's put Ooh, as an empire player, I hate limited viz. Right. Let's take let's take uh Veers versus Leia. In that case, you know neither of them wants limited viz because both of them are going to want to do their extra attack activation thing and I can't shoot behind beyond range 3 in turn 1 with with Leia. So why would I pull that card as, as soon as I did? So I'm going to have to suffer through it a little bit. So the, and that's just some things you have to think about. Like turn zero, what 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 can where am I deploying? What kind of conditions? What kind of um, what kind of uh, it, what what is going to hinder me at all? You know? Yeah. So we got, what what do we got so far? For first we got. Um, well, I just said uh, how you're going to – what kind of list you're going to build. What kind of what oh, yeah. – So like knowing your your list and your opponent's list, right? Yeah. So knowing your list and your opponent's list, number one. Number two – Bidding, probably. Bidding, I yeah. would say bidding. Bidding, so like, and then that comes to points, that comes to objectives, that just knowing how you want to play the game before you even play the game. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about this, when you talk about bidding, there is a huge advantage to blue player. Um, yeah. I know a lot of the times when like we're making the tables, people want them to be pretty symmetrical. And, and I get that, especially like when we're having more casual games. But I think that it is more, you're not always going to have that. You show mm-hmm. up to a, a tournament or a store championship, uh, I don't want to say the tables will be lopsided, but there will be an obvious side right. that's better for you. Like, if you look at the uh, deployment objectives, for example, it's interesting that most of the deployment objectives put you on the right bottom, right-hand side mm-hmm. of each side of the table. So you want to, so being able to pick which side is super important for you, it's massive. You, you can basically get the first veto by picking blue player. Because hmm. you, you, you take your deck. Mm-hmm. So by taking your deck, you've already chosen, okay, these are the four cards I want to play. Let's do it. Let's, 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 let's pick from yeah. mine. So you essentially get the first veto, and then you can start things from there. Well, in that way, you're also getting rid of, like, because we're going to get a whole lot more objective cards and deployment cards here soon with, with uh, vital assets and stuff. Right away with doing what you just said, you're also taking away what you absolutely would lose at, you know, oh when, when you know you would hate to play that. Oh, imagine, like, being a rebel player and not having strict orders. Dude, you do not want to play hostile. No, you no, really you don't. don't. No, and that's a good That's a good point. I honestly am getting I, – I, I don't I, – I struggle with seeing any purpose with hostile environment. Just be, Well, I guess, like you said, you can just take away with strict orders, um, but that still leaves you with the chance, like, oh, well, I was suppressed and I'm not – you know what I'm saying? Like somebody shot at me this round, and I'm not in in base contact, or maybe someone force pulled me out. You know, that's that's a really big thing that I don't know if really anyone wants to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we stopped seeing hostile environment like altogether. Maybe there's like this super good list that somebody has in mind with like a bunch of long range people. They're just gonna pluck at you from just far a away. A bunch of high curves. Yeah, dude. I, I question for you. So like, what do you think about taking things? Because, like, as I've been thinking about this and reading about it and studying about it, there's, like, first of all, taking red red is something I want to bring up. Because, yeah. like, I think there is a time to take red, but not always. Do you think that what, – what do you think about people taking stuff just to deny? 
Do you know what I mean? In Armada, for example, there, when you take objectives, people will usually try to force you into an objective mm -hmm. because they'll take two that are just so bad for you. Right. One of them, for example, basically makes you put your capital ship in the middle of the board. Mm. So it makes the opponent put their capital ship in the middle of the board and nerfs it saying you can't do these commands for three turns. Ugh. So it's super bad. So nobody ever takes it, but that leaves two other options. So do you think there are deployment condition and, and objective cards that you take because you know nobody else wants to just so you can force them to skip that one if it comes up? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, like a little bit of padding to get what yeah, you really want. to force their veto. Yeah, so I think that's the only thing we really see in hostile environment for right now anyways. Um, disarray. Well, I, like I say, I like it, but I, I see a lot of people just bring that because, like, okay, well, nobody wants to play that, and I really want to play battle lines with like an R two build so I can get secret mission. You know, what I, like those kind of things are those kind of uh, objectives and deployments. They, if if you add those, you know that your opponent's not going to want to bring them. But like, I guess what you're saying though, as well with that is, like, if I'm red player, when would I want to do that? Like, for just yeah. let them do their objectives because. Well, I guess like with red player, like because sometimes like if you're out activated, if like if I'm out activated by one, sometimes I'll take red, uh -huh. just so I can see where they're putting their right. hitter, or where I, where they're putting their big hitter, um, so they don't have that big of an advantage. But I feel like that's very situational. situational yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and, situational. and I think it works for lists like Double the Fall, where it's like, all right, I'm out activated severely. Um, maybe we we played. Uh, Maybe I know I could push for limited vis, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. I could push. I know, like, that's probably going to be on there, so I could push for that. Um, so, yeah, I'll take red player, so that way I can just take my time getting into position for so, the fight. So, like, I'm more, like, worried about, like, where's your Luke going to be? Yeah, right. It's, it's an interesting thing because it's, like, man, it's super situational. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, what, what, what other tips would you have about, like, picking objectives? Well, just... I don't know if I could go too much more into detail with, on that specific thing without beating a dead horse. Um, but yeah, just definitely know what your list is good and good at and what it's not good at. There is always going to be things that you would be you'd rather have, and just know those things beforehand, right? I've always gone in when I'm building lists these days. I always on tabletop admiral. I look at the objectives just to read them again and be like, all right, so is my list going to be good at doing this? A couple of lists I've made lately, I'm like, well, for example, I've looked at the list of when Padme and Arc Troopers come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that list I, I've been calling the, the the Heroes of the Republic, where it's Kenobi, oh, Padme, Rex, R2, uh, then Fives and Echo are put inside of a Phase 2 clone unit, then a couple more clone units. Um, so it's like eight activations, right? But super good eight activations by the looks of it. Granted, we don't know what Echo and Fives are gonna do fully. We kind of know, but we don't. Yeah, like um, good ideas. Yes, yeah, so we have so we have a good we have a good idea. Um, those are I was making the list. I'm like, okay, this would be really good for like recover the supplies, right? Because Kenobi can Guardian if he needs to. Padme can get Danger Sense if she needs to. Um, also, it would be really good for Breakthrough because R2 and Padme both have uh, have secret mission. If you play Padme's turn zero card, you know that's another thing. It's like there are more, like Alex Davies said in the stream recently. There's going to be more things that are divulged like that with that whole new keyword that are going to make make huge impacts in turn zero. Anyways, to to conclude this tangent, what I'm saying though is with with that list I had in mind with all those characters, super heavy heavy duty, lots of points, expensive activations. 
I can't let them go out to die at all. Like I, I there can be no no loss on any front on that point because if there is and we go to points, I have a huge deficit on my side. So you're trying to avoid things that like empire players want. Yeah. Well, and and maybe that's something I do take hostile environment because all my heroes have courage two, three, or above. You know, I don't think Republic has any more anyone above three right now. Yeah, I don't think they do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like. I think you're exactly right, and uh, I, I think it's so important to get to know turn zero and your own lists, so that way, like, for example, we, we have, like, vital assets coming. Mm-hmm. Do just think about this. Like, it, I, I give it about a year, maybe. In fact, I, I, I would maybe think one more pack with upgrade cards mm-hmm. would take us to the point where you aren't going to know exactly what's yeah. in your opponent's objectives yeah right like you're going to start wondering when they show up like what did they bring yeah right now it's pretty obvious right like, there's it's like there's like five f- yeah options maybe six yeah um but once we get to the point where we've got seven to nine you're gonna be like man like what did they actually take and the veto power of blue is going to get just even better yeah even more important because suddenly you're not just ta- saying oh well they didn't take disarray or whatever they kept advanced positions mm-hmm. instead you're gonna be like oh crap like did they take everything for vehicles? Did I do I really need to have impact? And these things are going to become more important as the game goes on. Right no. now, it's kind of level playing field, back and forth with some people having advantage. I feel, but turn zero will become way more important. Right, and I mean, like there will still be some predictability. I feel like if I'm bringing heavies, okay, that person probably also <laughs> yeah. brought rollout. You know, like, like those those kind of things. Like, and, and clear conditions is probably almost always. Yeah, going to go. yeah, clear conditions. I feel like is a good like nod to your opponent. Like, yes, we both want this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like none of us want to play these other things. Let's just get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like that like the respectful sportsmanship. It's like let's stop playing games. We know what we want. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. But so, anything else in turn zero? I think that about covers it. Yeah. Like, if we need to talk about it more, let us know. If yeah. you got questions, and like, go to the Discord, dude. Let's talk about it yeah. there. Keep discussion going. Absolutely. Um, turns one through six play as you know them. They're still majorly affected by that turns by that turn zero. Uh, but Matt, what what about turn seven? Dude, I love turn seven. Turn seven is my favorite turn of the game. We've talked about this because I feel like I don't know. Kyle, so Kyle was telling me that he's like you're a sociable guy. Like you've got this way that people just like want to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's important for turn seven because turn seven is. Like the feedback stage, yeah. it's kind of like the discussion. Like I like to call it the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that moment where you're taking the game down. You're kind of like, okay, man, like that was a good game. Like, what'd you think? Uh, and and reason it's so important is because you get feedback on what did your list do, how did it perform? Yeah. Uh, and, and even more important, dude, you're gonna make connections with people during mm-hmm. that. Because there's sometimes you play people, and I I'm super guilty of this, where you get super quiet and super focused. Mm-hmm. But turn seven is where you'd be like, oh, man, that was so cool what you did here. Or, yeah. bro, when I missed all those saves, could you believe it? And right. then you're like, oh, man, I thought I, I thought I wasn't going to kill you, but yeah. I did. Or that was when the game changed. And that's when you can build the community. Mm-hmm. That's when you can really get feedback, make a connection, make an enjoyable experience, but also really key, get some reflection yeah. on what you did. Uh, what's right. your take, I guess? Well, no, exactly that. It's just uh, turn seven is the healthiest turn for the game and its growth in both competitive and social community play. So let's say you're just a competitive guy. You're not really a social point. Just take turn seven as the chance to be like, all right, man, I lost or I won. Like, let's say you lost. All right, man, I lost. What 
what did you take advantage of? So, like, of course you have an idea, right? Like, you know where your units died, right? Did your meme that you sent this week? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, another reason you should join the Discord. I won't divulge <laughs> oh, no. this meme. Um, no, but so if I if if I lost, I would want to. My first question would be, okay, dude, like. What went wrong on my like? What what? When did you know you had me? You know, like what, what? And then I could back up and be like, oh yeah, no, I made a bad mistake there, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? oh yeah. And like, next thing you know, you're just like calling your mom, like, man, what did I do in third grade to get me to this point? You know, <laughs> like, what days of kindergarten did you let me forget? To, <laughs> dude, do you ever? Sorry, this might be off topic, but do you ever have those times in your life where you're like, oh yeah, I missed that day in kindergarten. I have a total lapse of knowledge. You know, oh you know my what I'm gosh, saying? dude! Maybe not say that, but I I have those days where I'm just like, man, like, I feel like I I screwed up, but I'm like, oh no, like, that's coming back to bite me. Yeah, now, like twenty like, something uh, years later. So for me, it was like uh, in in second grade, uh, I still didn't know how to like pronounce or no no not even it was way past second grade. I think like fifth or sixth grade actually. I still didn't know how to spell the difference between there there and there. So like huh. sixth grade, I was like getting F's on my my like my like papers because my teacher kept like you didn't spell there right. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's the same word. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got super confused. And so I oh, so I'll just spell how they spell it. And they're like, no, you didn't spell there right. It's like what? So okay. like I I keep I, my the way I say it is like oh I missed that day of first grade or something. You know like I missed the I was sick that day. They explained it. Um, but yeah, so like. T- what I'm <laughs> getting back on track. I'm I guess. going to the Discord right now. By the way, I'm looking like, where did he type the word there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I'm good now. Uh, usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting back on track. Turn seven, uh, super impactful for your growth and the community's growth. Maybe you want like if you want to get better at this game in a competitive standpoint, you got to know what questions to ask. What kind of questions would you? I, I've said my questions. What kind of questions would you want to ask if you lost a game? Oh man, I always ask like kind of similar to you, but like, man, what 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 do you think was like the best play of the yeah. game? Or like, my favorite thing right now is command cards. I'm always like, oh man, so like, why did you play that command card yeah. there? Because I feel like sometimes command cards are played and like I know what they're going for. Other times I have no freaking idea, yeah. and I'm like, ooh, why did you play that? Mm-hmm. And not in a bad way, but in a like, oh man, maybe they saw something I didn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times people take advantage of that, where like they jump a card on me a turn early or a turn late. Mm-hmm. And it really screws things up. No, and it could be really fun, or even being like, "Hey, man, that was a really cool thing." I like. Or the, I think a lot of people here, especially, they'll play fun lists, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "Hey, man, like, how much fun did you have with that list?" Yeah, important questions like that. Yeah, because like if they're like, "Oh, dude, no, I had a lot of fun. Like, I, I knew it was, I knew I was just trying something." Then really, you don't have to push it any harder. You can just be like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like, that's great. Like, you tried something out. You tried something new." I did like that. Yeah. I, or that was really cool. Have you thought of this? I think another important thing is if you're trying to make an idea work with, and this goes in hand with that. If you're trying to make an idea work, let's say you're trying to make a triple tauntaun or a triple dewback list, right? Uh, this would pertain more to the dewbacks, but yeah. Um, let's say you're trying to make a triple dewback list. Yeah, if I failed with that list, the first thing I would want to ask is like, okay, what would you do to this list? Because I like this idea. I want to I want to get this explosion to go off, you know? I say this term in Pokemon a lot where it's the the explosion you want to go off. You know, I want this card to, to perform this action, right? But there's so much randomization in a game like Pokemon with, all, with your deck of cards and everything like that. That you have to have other cards that support you to get to that gimmick or that explosion as quickly as possible. So in a game like Legion, 
I want all like if I was trying to run a triple uh, triple do back list. I want all three of my do backs to be in melee contact with all your core units, and I want my my commanders to get there. Like whatever the idea may be, right? I need as many command card support. I need deployment. I need turn help from round zero. I I need all of that to help me get that explosion to go off like a bomb, right? And I want it to work for me. If it didn't work, that's when you need to turn to your opponent in turn seven and be like, hey. I wanted this to work. What prevented me from doing that? And then for you, like you, the opponent could say, well, this is this is what I saw and this is what I took advantage of. Definitely. And I think with it all, be tactful, man. Yeah. Don't be don't be mean about it. But like, remember, turn seven is about building community. It's about mm-hmm. moving forward. It's about prepping for the next game. Right. It's about that. And that's really the thing. Prep for the next game. Right. And we say turn seven is our favorite. And that's because it, like, it kind of is. It's the most enjoyable. It's like, ah, oh, man, that was such a good time. You know? Pressure's off, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. totally a casual moment. Yeah. It's the relief of tension in, like, a movie when the, when the, I feel like in a tournament setting, this is even more important. That's when, like, the jokes start flying a little bit more because you're not, like, the wheels aren't turning as hard. Have you ever noticed that at tournaments? Yeah. It gets super quiet yeah. until about half hour left in the, in the game. Yeah. And the timer. And then suddenly the game started ending. Yep. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I totally know what you mean there. Um, what other kind of things go down in turn seven? Hmm. Well, I think for one, like, cleanup. Clean <laughs> That's up. super important. It, no, you're right. It like, makes cleanup like, so much easier. It does. And, like, I know if you're playing at your house, like, it just lets you be like, oh, man, like, I've, it turns something that was a chore into not being a chore. But also, like, if you're playing at a game store, you're going to have so much better cred with wherever you're playing at uh-huh. FLGS because, like, dude, respect the store. Respect where you're playing. Take care of their stuff. Dude. Just I'm glad you said it because as the person that's running the store, I hate sounding like a broken record, like coming in after a, a, a game night and people just leave their garbage on the ground or, you know, they roll up the mats poorly. and It's frustrating. It's disheartening because it's like, well, you want as a business, you never want to shy anyone away, right? But also if you want business, you also have to make sure your store is clean or presentable. In an operation like the one I help run, it's really a one-man job most of the day, you know? And so, like, it really depends on the community, you know, just taking that extra time to be like, hey, don't leave your crap on the ground. Like, don't do not do that. Don't, don't leave your bag of M&Ms there. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's yeah. Like, I can't tell you how much sugar I've had to vacuum up off the ground because someone left their <laughs> wrapper on the ground. <laughs> oh, no. And I, I think really those two things are the how biggest How much sugar was it? I'm yeah, just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, like, I, I think those are the two big things yeah. that bother me the most. Like, trash on the ground. Um Left magic cards, but that's a whole different oh, no. uh, trash on the ground and mats that are just thrown underneath the table and not even rolled up, yeah. not even put away properly. Well, what's interesting is like, I, I think you bring up a good point. I've heard from other people and especially like other casts as well that like you want to get invited back. Yeah. And so if the store has a good experience, they're going to want you to come back. Mm-hmm. They're going to carry the product you want. Yeah. They're going to support you. Well, that's just a, but that's just another side benefit of turn seven. Right. And, and and if you want to take it from the completely selfish standpoint, if you're that kind of person, let's say you don't care about what the store has to say about you. Um, let's say you're just completely selfish. The more the store does like you – let's put it this way, Matt. Would you say because you're close with me and you, and you help out around the store when you can and when you get a chance – would you say every now and then you get a little bit of that back in some way? Like maybe you get an extra deal or maybe like someone at the store hooks you up with something. Maybe not huge, but maybe it's just like, yeah, uh, no, go ahead and stay an extra 30 minutes to finish that game kind of well, thing. Well, I, no- I have noticed especially like employees and stuff, there's a lot more of appreciation around. Yeah. And like you feel more welcome. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing, especially for people coming to play, 
if you're trying to encourage your, your group to grow, like, dude, you should be, there should be a welcoming feeling. Yeah. And a, a big part of that comes from the vibe that's set by whoever's running the store. Yeah. Well, and it's, and like I said, too, it's like, it's not always a monetary thing. It's not like they're going to, like, give you a 25 Whatever, hey, bro, good job on yeah. picking. Like, yeah, you don't get, you don't get money for picking no, no. trash. But, but it's like it, it comes in the smaller things. Like, hey, uh, these, this unit that's been really scarce and hard to get a hold of, I called you to let you know it's in because I know you want it. You yeah. Know? That kind of thing goes a long way. So it's a give and take. Like, treat your stores with respect. It's like um, the Boy Scouts. Leave yeah, no, leave no trace. Well, and this thing, like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think we we're going to get talk. We we're get talking about this, but that is such a huge part of Turn Seven, and a huge part that, like, I'm glad we talked about that too, because it just the respect of the store is, is a huge part of Turn Seven. Huge part. And, and like, let's say, like, uh, another store we play at, n- n- no naming names, uh, but we're running out of space at that store. You know, uh, keep treating that store with respect. Hopefully, one day it'll come around and we'll get more space to play. <laughs> yeah, like just just do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anything else in turn seven, Matt? No, I think we are ready for the next thing. The, n- the next thing. Time to start. We're going to start wrapping it up, guys, with the question of the week. Questions of the week. Questions of the week, my guy. Questions of the week. Um, yeah. What, what, what kind of questions do we have this week, Matt? Well, we've got some good questions. First of all, a little bit of a fun one. Um, Kyle, what is – oh, this is from Casey on Discord. Casey, Casey, if you're listening, I know you work late, 3 a.m. grind. <laughs> this is for you, man. Kyle, what is your favorite non-Newtonian fluid? Uh, so, full disclosure, I had to look up what a non-Newtonian fluid meant. <laughs> I scrolled through the names and I found the first order fluid, and I chose that. The first order? Because Star a, Wars. There's a Star Wars <laughs> fluid out there. There's huh? a Star Wars fluid flowing around there. So, I'm sticking with uh, B, first order fluid, final answer. What about you, Matt? <laughs> I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no, but tell me about that. What is the first order fluid? I didn't look enough into it. I was working. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, for me, dude, I chose, uh, do you know what Ooblack is? Ooblack. It sounds like, like it sounds like a SpongeBob. Hoopla! Ooblack! Hoopla! Yeah, apparently it's Dr. Seuss, actually. Oh, really? Um, but it's something I made when I was a kid. It was like cornstarch and water, and you made oh. that weird goopy stuff. It was super weird because, like, when it moved slowly, it would, like, move like a liquid. But if you punched it or slapped it, it would harden. Mm. Have you seen, I'm pretty sure you've seen where people take subwoofers and they put, like, plastic wrap over it mm-hmm. and they pour, like, the cornstarch material. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Super fun stuff. That's, uh, uh, and yeah. that, that, that's my favorite. Well, never thought we'd talk about non-Newtonian fluid on the podcast, <laughs> but here we are. Who would have uh, thought? Who, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next question comes from Will and also from the Discord. What are some things you recommend for prepping for a tournament, seeing as we have one coming up? What are the supplies besides your minis that can help make the event more successful for us as players? Uh, and then there's a little bit more, and we'll come back to that. But I want to get to these two first things. I feel like we already kind of addressed uh, what are some things recommended for prepping. You know, bring your list, ready to go, print it off. Um, bring some trays to easily maneuver between table to table. Um, you know, bring some. maybe bring a granola bar. Maybe you're, like, getting super hungry in between your rounds. Ooh. Yeah, like, or come in, it'll come in clutch. Most game stores are going to have a snack for, section for you to pick from, if not just a couple things, right? But just keep in mind, like, you might get hungry and you might – they may not have what you have. You know? <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee you a demo, we got your snack needs covered. <laughs> oh, man. But I think with that also, like, don't bring everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bring just the list you're going to play. Yeah. Um, 
bring your tokens and stuff. Because it gets annoying. I, I've done this in the floor, and I'm super guilty of this, where you build a list, and you're like, okay, I'll just grab my whole box. Yep. And next thing you know, you're digging through it. Yep. You're getting a little, like, frazzled. Take, like, a tray or something. Um, I've seen people, like, magnetize yeah. their, their units, put little magnets on the bottom, and you just pop them and go. makes cleanup so much easier. makes turn seven more about you and your – I mean, you only have, what, 15 minutes yeah. between rounds? Do something like that, and um, – Organizers, man, I think organizers are really good. But yeah, just something to do. Be really quick. Yep. Snappy. Yep. No, that's absolutely right. Just like at, the more streamlined you can get with your equipment and your supplies and yourself, the better. Um, also, just like make sure you got your phone off. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna be straight with you guys. I, it's not nothing more is nothing is more disheartening playing against someone who just won't get off their phone, or like, um, is like, I understand I if you have. I'm pretty sure it's like not also allowed. You're right. Per. Yeah. Like, well, even like in turn zero, turn seven, right? Like those things are also just like, dude, like I would, I, I, I'm trying to ask you a question. Maybe like I'm trying to ask you about your list and you're on your phone. Like that's, that's rude to your opponent. Yeah. That's just, just, like, like it's important if you get a text somebody real quick. I get yeah, that, yeah. But, um, bro, don't be looking up memes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be doing that. Um, yeah. that's probably best for, that's more for your opponent than, than you. The other part of your question, is it more important to be more familiar with a list or to bring something unexpected to uh, for the meta that you might not be as familiar with. Ooh, that's an interesting question. That's a really question. good question. Matt, what is your take on that? Hot take? Um, I think it depends on – I think there's two ways to take it because I think both of those ways are valid to an extent. Mm-hmm. But I think if you want to win and you want – like if, you go, if your goal is to perform your best, mm-hmm. take something that's tried and true, something yeah. you've practiced with. Yeah. Because uh, you can take something fun – but, man, if you don't know the kinks, if you don't know what deployment you want, yeah. what objectives, like if you really don't know what your list does, mm-hmm. you're going to have you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> take so, I, I say take something, try, test, and true. Um, get practice beforehand if you can. But I guess what's your take on it? No, I absolutely agree with you there. I think uh, – I think – uh, I, I don't know if I could really even say it any better. I, I – I, th- I think no matter what you do, you have to come in with it prepared that you've practiced with it, whether it's twice or three times. Like I would say minimum, play this list two or three times before. Like minimum like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, play with the list. Um, and sure, like if you're not going to take it super seriously, by all means, just bring a list that you think might do well. And if you lose, you, you at least you knew that it wasn't it wasn't in the cards for you, you know? And that's fine. Um, I think if – but that's the thing. It's like you need to have a good – like Matt said, you need to have the kinks. I, I'm at a loss for words because I actually don't know. I think you just said it perfectly. I don't th- I don't know if I could even add well, anything to that. I, I got some for you. Okay. And I think you might have some pretty hot takes on some spicy words for it. Because um, the other part of the question, he brought up unexpected for the meta. What? How, how, how would you go about trying to be anti-meta? Do you just take something completely out of the blue? Like, how do you be anti-meta? Because he's talking about being unexpected. How, yeah. do, you, how do you be unexpected, I guess? Just be yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't no, know, uh, I don't know if anybody wants that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I've gone on and on about the airspeeder, and I'm sorry if you guys are getting sick of me talking about the airspeeder. Again, Again, Kyle. Dad, come on. <laughs> Not again. Oh, no. No, I, wh- what I mean by that, though, is with the airspeeder, it's like I've, I've played with that unit enough to know, like, its kinks and its flaws and its 
Successes. I don't know if kinks is the right word. But oh, it's a kink, all right. Stop, it's a huge kink stop. for me. Don't kink shame you me, you empire it. scum. <laughs> My DLTs have something to say about that. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to. I don't want to know what DLT stands for. <laughs> Actually, I know exactly what it stands for in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, really? No. Oh, <laughs> no, I okay. don't. I, I was hoping you would just let that slide. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I'm dumb enough that most of the time I will, and people will be like, "Do you know what I'm talking?" about i'm like no <laughs> okay don't light the 19, 19. <laughs> <laughs> or 20s whatever yeah but i guess yeah so back to dope lit trans <laughs> 19 <laughs> i'm just trying to think of acronyms oh for dlt now well, uh no yeah. so yeah anti-meta uh bring something that if you think honestly is going to disrupt that meta do it. Like, by all means, I would love to see it. Like, I, I you love to see You'll it. You love to see it. <sighs> no, and, and that's the thing. It's like, if, I, if I'm if i scared to, in turn zero of a unit I'm not used to going up against. Uh, and, okay, not even that. Like, I would love to see, like, someone come to the tournament on Saturday, right? I would love to see double, like, just double air speeders, right? Oh, my God. Just memeing it up like, with the double air speeders. I'm not going to lie. Do you know what I have no idea what to deal with? Gin Double Pathfinders. You know why? Because it's been so long since I've had to play Gin Double Pathfinders. Or, like, just, I'd be like, man, what the heck? Like, what do I do here? Like, yeah, and if somebody brought, like, an FD cannon and all this stuff, I'd be like, man, like, I haven't played these units in a second. Mm-hmm. Like, crap, how do I deal with these again? Yeah. Well, like, I guess going back to anti meta, too, like, anti meta is against the meta, right? Yeah. What things are meta right now? Gun lines, Gun suppression lines handling. So, suppression. what kind of things are you going to want to handle that? Things that have high courage value, uh, things that can take care of those suppressive guns, you know, things that can deal with the death troopers coming at you from the from the flank. You don't want to see that. You, you hate to see you that. Hate to see you that. hate to. So yeah, though, if you're talking like strictly just wanting to build an anti-meta list, like that's the way to do it. Find out what's popular, what's meta, what's being played, and then build something to counter that. And and with that, dude, I think still practice. Yeah, like, practice, practice. I know you want to keep it secret, but man, like you can build an anti meta list, and if you've never ran it before, you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I I cannot imagine a world where you win a tournament without practicing. I, I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> I I just don't like. You got to practice your list. You got to be acquainted with it. If not, even if it's a goal, like even if you are the Empire Gunline and you've never played it before. Your uh, gin pathfinders are going to come in and wreck house. I feel yeah. like, yeah. especially if it's uh, recover the supplies, they're already done before oh. you even started. Rip, good game, <laughs> good G-G. game, <laughs> GG, my guy. Um, we normally would have a double vision segment for you, but we are running a little bit longer than expected. Um, just real quickly, let's just name a couple things that we we're excited for. We talked about the the announcements um, last week, right? Uh, but, but just real quickly for Double Vision this week, what did what's something you're looking forward to in the future? <sighs> Clone Wars, man. Clone Wars stuff. Clone Wars. Really looking for that. I think the Commando Droids for me. Commando Droids. And I'm glad you say that because I, I was going to say Arc Troopers. We also Ooh. did get we also did get the leak today that the Republic ATRT is in fact a thing. Like we saw the box for it, which pretty much guarantees Staps. Yep, guarantees Staps as They're well. Coming. Republic ATRT, man. Like I want to see that if it's any if it's worse. Than the Repu- I can't imagine. Do you think so? 
balance, I guess. Like that's the thing. It's like I really hope it's not, but I, it, I, it should be better, right? It's a newer piece of technology at that point. Yeah, it I, should be better. It's not broken down. It's it wasn't found in the dirt, you know. <laughs> right. Like I, I, I do see it being more expensive though. I I can see it being more expensive, but they also should make it perform a little better. Maybe instead of search to crit, it also has search to defense. No, you don't need that with, well, with you've already got armor. armor. You don't need you've it. Yeah, straight armor. Yeah, um, red saves maybe because the ATRT does not have white. ATRT currently has white saves. Maybe it's just a white save surge defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do so it. So it's a little Let's better, it. but it's not crazy. I like how I say that. Like I'm in with FFG. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> right. That's probably what they'll do to it to make it a little bit more expensive. But let me tell you, dude. Also, clone token sharing. Clone token crazy. sharing. To- clone token sharing. If their if their pilot or whoever's on board is a clone, um, fire support. I I get up in range one with an ATRT. I got a Z six in the back. I'm throwing search to crit with oh. Z sixes, my guy. And you don't have to use Rex. He doesn't have to be up there doing that for you. Dude, that's the biggest thing. I'm tired of re- losing Rex because he has to be in the front oh. to get that surge to crit. See, because my Dooku loves him being Oh, close. I know he does. That but dirty you hate rat. You hate to see it. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, other than that, though, like with what I'm excited for, I just got to say real quickly, if I was an Echo, I'm just going to say it. Those two are going to be huge. I don't think as much as as huge in Arc Troopers as they're going to be good in plugging them in for heavy oh, on core units. Don't even get me started on that. Put them in Phase 2 clone units. You have a 5 health unit without even the personnel upgrade. You have 5 health. 6 health. Two, 6 health, excuse me, because, yeah, they have, two cur- they have 2 health. You have 2 courage. So let's so say you did boof. Uh, you, you did boof. What is boof? You mean? got boofed on. You, got, yeah. <laughs> you did buff them with a <laughs> personnel upgrade, right? So you got a Phase 2 clone and you got Echo or 5s in there. Um, that's 7 health, 2 courage. With more dice than Rex, about the same cost as Rex, maybe a little bit more expensive with all that going on. But oh my gosh, that's gonna be insane! It'll be wild. You could split fire too, which is gonna be nuts. And we don't know if they come with keywords on them or anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there's potential. That's that's a lot of potential. That's also about all we have for you guys today. Um, it's a real pleasure. We love recording this podcast for you guys. And again. Uh, if you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to like. If you're new to it, consider subscribing. We do this podcast every week. Um, whatever platform you're on, we're on everything. So we hope you guys stick around for the ride. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, check us out on Discord, man. It's been real fun. And, dude, it's, it's getting better. It's getting better every day, and I love it. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say before we leave, Matt? <sighs> no, man. Just this is Matt reminding you to aim before you shoot. Ooh. Because that's really good because you have AI dodge or move. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't forget to tap your offensive push. <laughs> tap your offensive push. Before you move. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, guys, as always, it's really enjoyable doing this for you. Uh, and until next time, we'll see you. Peace.